0: Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me as always is my co-host
1: Robert Zirk. On today's show we'll be joined by Aaron Pollock, one of the organizers of On the Docks, to learn more about how the competition to reimagine the Alexander Docks went and how you can see some of the top designs submitted by the public this summer.
0: We'll also speak with Albert El-Tassi. He's the 2018 Manitoba Museum Tribute Honoree. He's a philanthropist, president and CEO of Peerless Garments and a Winnipeg Foundation board member. We're going to talk about his history, becoming a Canadian citizen back in 1975, and his journey to running a multi-million dollar company.
1: Then we'll speak with Yeni Trin, who shared some information about the Asian Heritage Society of Manitoba, Asian Heritage Month, and the upcoming Asian Canadian Festival that's happening this weekend.
0: And finally, St. Amant recently celebrated the opening of their newly renovated $1.4 million living unit at River Road Place location. We were in attendance for the ribbon-cutting ceremony that happened yesterday, and we've got
1: some great conversations. conversations. Conversations from the event. We've got all this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's live episode of River City 360.
0: Hello, and welcome to RC360. My name is Nolan. With me, as always, is Robert Zirk. How are you doing this
1: fine Thursday afternoon, Robert? Doing not too bad, Nolan. How about yourself?
0: I'm well, minus the fact that uh, the Winnipeg Jets are now officially out of the playoffs. I guess we haven't talked for about a week. I know. The dream is over. The Vegas Golden Knights had our number. It's okay though. It was a great year. Mm. It was a fun, uh, fun, fun trip while it lasted. A fun ride while we were on the uh, on the go.
1: You've got to celebrate the achievement of making it further than really than this team has ever made it before yep. in the NHL and at it's least. it's a young,
0: it's a young team. It's going to be. There's nothing but bright things ahead. It's going to be pretty exciting. Last night, actually, the uh, Washington Capitals are the Eastern conference champions and they uh, are going to face the, those da- darn Vegas golden Knights in the Stanley cup finals. <laughs> I'm just happy. There's still hockey to watch. Cause that's just what I like to do at this time of year. It's pretty good.
1: I think, uh, I think at this point you got to kind of throw your support behind Vegas just no. simply because well, if you, if it, you are going to get knocked out, at least get knocked out by the best, right? Right. I so think yeah, that's, I guess
0: that's kind of a, uh, yeah, that's true. Perhaps that's true. You know, we're live today. It's pretty exciting to be live on the radio. Anything can happen right now. Like, who knows what's going to go down today on today's show.
1: Yeah, it's completely unpredictable except for the fact that we've got a great show lined up for Mm -hmm. you today. That's Um, what we
0: can predict that it will be fantastic. What's up first? What are we getting into first here? So we're
1: going to chat about uh, On the Docks. It's a competition that was launched to reimagine the site of the Alexander Docks which are are currently closed off and uh, we're going to hear more about uh, some of the submissions that came in uh, and about a wonderful event that's happening tomorrow that you can check out. Um, celebrating some of the uh, the top submissions and uh, an exhibition as well of all of the uh, submissions received cool. as part of On the Docks. You can see how Winnipeggers uh, reimagine that area.
0: Fantastic. Well, we always kick off RC360 with some music. Robert, as the chooser of said music, what are we going to uh, hear first up
1: today? We're going to start things off with Tony Bennett and I Got Rhythm right here on River City 360.
2: I got rhythm, I got music, I got my gal, who could ask for anything more? I got daisies and green pastures, I got my gal, who could ask for anything more? Old man trouble, I don't mind him, you won't find him round my door. I got starlight, I got sweet dreams, I got rhythm, who could ask for anything more? Who could ask for anything more? I don't mind him, he won't find me round my door I got starlight, I got sweet dreams I got rhythm, who could ask for anything more, who could ask for anything more
1: Welcome back to River City 360. Robert Zirk and Nolan Bicknell here with you today. We are live from the Richardson's building uh, here at the corner of Portage and Main, and we are now joined by Aaron Pollock. He is one of the co-organizers of On the Docks, uh, which is a competition um, asking Winnipeggers to reimagine the, uh, the Alexander Docks space. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about uh, the competition has, has sort of closed up and is uh, kind of celebrating its, uh, its culmination with a, uh, with an award ceremony happening tomorrow and an exhibition. So we're going to learn a little bit more about that today. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you. So um, first of all. Maybe just to set up the, um, just to set everything up. Why, why the Alexander Docks? Why was this a location that uh, that really stood out to you, and and why create a competition around reimagining them? So
3: Lorraine uh, the co-organizer and myself, we uh, work in the area, and uh, just sitting outside uh, having our lunches, you know, uh, in the adjacent park, we just kind of looked at the site and said, you know, there's tons of potential to it what's happening and why aren't uh, why aren't why isn't anything happening yet and so uh, rather than just sitting there and having that discussion we decided why don't we kind of create something that engages people to kind of put forward their ideas and um, come up with solutions for this site it's a it's undergoing uh, a huge development waterfront drive. You have new buildings like the Mir Hotel, Chibo Restaurant going in. So, how do we continue that conversation along the waterfront?
1: It's like the idea of realizing its potential in a way, because here's this underutilized space, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, tell us a little bit about the competition of on the docks. Um, how many submissions did you receive, and and give us sort of a sense of who uh, who who were the people who participated in the competition?
3: Absolutely. Uh, so we. The intent was of, of the competition was to open it up to as many people as possible, and so we really went broad in the range of uh, how we would get submissions. Uh, so currently we have 200 submissions that we received, uh, which is fantastic. Um, six of them from within Canada, 26 of them are actually international submissions, and the rest he- from here in Winnipeg. And uh, the way we went about that was just kind of approaching schools, uh, talking to different news sources um going on social media and really trying to plug it trying to get the community uh, knowledgeable of the site itself and asking them how do you foresee the future of our rivers uh, in the city of winnipeg especially on this site
1: so what were some of the things that you were looking for in submissions and um and i know the uh the awards are about to happen tomorrow so you can't really spill the beans as far as as who won but um i'm wondering also if you can if you can give us a sense of what what some of the common threads were in some of the submissions that you saw
3: absolutely uh the surprising thing was for the competition brief we've kept it very broad and allowed people to do literally anything they want it could be a space station for all they you know it it could be anything so the fact that we kept it so, op- so open, uh, it surprised us that all the submissions, if not most, really dealt with uh, public spaces in Winnipeg. How do we create uh, these fully accessible public spaces that anyone in the city could use? Uh, so that was kind of a common thread through most of the submissions. I mean, we did get a couple of outlandish ones. One was a space station. Uh, <laughs> a lot had, um, uh, there were a couple of others that you know looked at how to use this as a recreational space, if it's pleasure crafts, how are they reusing the docks? Um, but I'd say a lot of them really focused on these different forms of public space, whether it be retail, small retail shops along a boardwalk, uh, connecting communities down the waterfront or across the uh, across the river to St. Boniface. Um, yeah, so kind of uh, along that thread.
1: So when people are submitting uh, their ideas for it, What exactly did they have to submit? Was it, could it be as simple as a drawing or would they have to sort of do like a a detailed explanation of things? How technical can it get? Again, yeah, we tried to keep
3: it as simple as possible to try and get the broadest audience possible. So the only submission requirements were a, uh, it was an 11 by 17 board that we had drawn. It was a perspective of the site where uh, participants would literally just draw their concepts on top of that, kind of like a, a coloring book exercise, if you will, and then uh, to include a 150 word description of their concept. So, really, we kept it quite tight in terms of its requirements just to enable uh, a various amount of people to apply.
1: And so, um Tell us a little bit about the, uh, the jury panel, because there are some, some pretty, uh, pretty well-known um, members of the panel, and, and what kind of process did they go through to evaluate the entries?
3: Sure. So the jury consisted of David Pensado uh, of the Exchange District Biz. We had Zafira Van of Winnipeg Design Quarter, Paul Jordan of the Forks North Portage. Uh, Mike Pactican, the city councillor, and Dan Lett from the Winnipeg Free Press. And so with those 200 submissions, uh, again, it was more than we had anticipated. We uh, gave them a bit of homework and gave them all of them in uh, these packages to kind of sift through and really focus more so on the description of the ideas over the drawing like we said before it's not a drawing competition it's an ideas competition so really the the emphasis was on kind of diving into those descriptions Um, and then we met as uh as a jury and organizers and had really in-depth conversations about the reasoning behind kind of our selections for some of these, uh, some of these winning submissions and uh, really broke it down to um, their benefits and how they kind of uh, help the community as a whole.
1: What are you hoping um, that, you know, after, the, after On the Docs is all said and done, what are you hoping that um, it'll contribute um, to the area and, and to the community in a broader sense as well?
3: I think the whole the whole intent of the competition was to kind of poke and prod, kind of uh, highlight an area that was maybe underused or underdeveloped, and so the hope for this is that we really want uh, people to kind of a be knowledgeable of the site and b knowledgeable of its potentials. So with 200 submissions, it's it's kind of hard. Not to say, look, there's there's a lot of people interested and invested, or have ideas for the city, uh, the urban future of our city. So with these submissions, uh, we're intending to put them together in some sort of document, um, uh, not a petition, but almost some sort of uh, some sort of clarifying document that we want to put forward to the city and say, hey, look, we've we've asked the question. Two hundred people have stepped up and answered like let's look at this a little bit more and add it to the conversation
1: there's no better proof than something that's actually you know there's actual uh, a tangible thing that the community really wants to have here because a lot of times when when development happens you know um the general public maybe doesn't have that much involvement and it's like oh this is a this is a new thing here right um but here's something that actually um involved the community and and uh and made community part of that process so it's it's it definitely um is is in the favor um when you have something that's actually backed by the community absolutely yeah um so with the conclusion of the on the docks competition, there's an event happening tomorrow evening. It's uh, it's uh, the top three as well as some additional awards and the launch of the on the docks exhibition can you tell us a little bit more about that
3: absolutely uh so it starts tomorrow at 5 p.m the reception at the mere hotel at 333 waterfront drive Um, the whole intent of the evening is to showcase all 200 submissions so we'll have them all displayed um, on the patio right adjacent to the Mirror Hotel and then uh, the program will start at 6 p.m. We have speeches from uh, Mayor Brian Bowman and Angela Matheson who is the President and CEO of Centre Venture and then right after that we'll be presenting the top three award winners and then we've also uh, created a community award our community awards where we'll be presenting a couple of different projects that we felt really focused on that community aspect and we would really like to exemplify those as well and uh, from that point the exhibition will become a traveling exhibition and we'll then go to the centennial concert hall for two weeks and then on to the forks for another two weeks so if you don't get a chance to come out friday it's definitely going to be around the city
1: Very cool. And people can see all 200 submissions? It's not just the top winners
3: that are? Mm -hmm. No, not just the top. All 200 will be uh, available for Visible.
1: Very cool. and so, uh, again, that's happening uh, tomorrow at the Muir Hotel, 333 uh, Waterfront on the, uh, the patio. The event is free. Um, that's May 25th, just for those uh, of our listeners that are catching the, uh, the replay. But as, uh, as Aaron mentioned, um, it'll also be at the Centennial Concert Hall for two weeks and then at the Forks for the following two weeks for people to, uh, to check out. And um, where can people go if they want to get more information or uh, stay up to date on where the exhibition might be next?
3: Absolutely. So we'll keep everything up to date on our website and social media. Our website is www.onthedocs.org. And then from there, we
1: also have Instagram and Twitter that we're actively updating everyone. Fantastic, Aaron Pollock is one of the co-organizers of On the Docks, and uh, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us again today.
0: No, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Robert, and thank you, Aaron. Again, that's www.onthedocs.org if you want some more information about that. Very cool, very cool stuff going on there. Up next, we're going to be joined in studio by Mr. Albert L. Tassi. Albert and, and his wife, Samira, are being honored at the Manitoba Museum Tribute Gala. That's actually taking place tonight, obviously, at the Manitoba Museum. Mr. El Tassi is going to be joining us to talk about his journey uh, as an immigrant coming to Canada and back in 1969. He uh, worked his way up from, I think, stock boy, basically, to CEO and president of a multimillion dollar company here in Winnipeg. He's a very dedicated philanthropist here in the city and just a wonderful man. So, really excited to talk to him. Stay tuned for that. But we always, uh, we're going to play some more music before we get to Mr. El Tassi. So, here's Nat King Cole with There, I've Seen It Again, right here on RC360.
2: I love you There's nothing to hide It's better Than burning inside to pretend There I've said it again summer All that I feel for you But what good a phrase is The thought that amazes Is you love me And it's heavenly Forgive me For wanting you so
0: For listening to River City 360 my name is Nolan Bicknell and joining me in studio right now is a very special guest we've got Mr. Abdo also known as Albert L. Tassi and he is uh, the Manitoba Manitoba Museum's uh, honoree this year for their tribute uh, dinner that's happening tonight thank you for so- joining us sir
4: you're welcome. Thank you for
0: inviting me. So I wanted to just kind of talk to you about uh, a little bit about your history. But before we get into that, tell me how does it feel to be honored at, at this year's uh, Manitoba Museum event?
4: Well, uh, I'm, 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 we're honored to be honored. For sure. <laughs> it's nice. It's a, it's a great thing, great thing uh, to receive any awards. We did receive a few awards over the years in there, my wife and I. And uh, this one is a special award because... I look at it as uh, where all the children benefiting from that museum, where my grandchildren go, my right. school. You know, I have a school, I have a school started in 1996. We have 240 children in the Al-Hijra Islamic School. And so they go to the museum regularly. We have uh, passed for uh, year around ourselves and their family so to to receive an award or to be recognized in there it's a it's a great honor for, for us sure. so
0: so your wife Samira and you are both being honored tonight uh, why has, has been giving back so important to you over the years
4: uh, well you know uh, we have in uh, uh, not a philosophy we have a real uh, teaching in Islam when you give you receive back Mm -hmm. and as much as you give you receive back many faults there's no doubt about that for sure and I have seen that over my you know 49 years in Canada and uh, there is you know this is I I relate that to the religion and to my mom my late mom who who I lived with her 58 years under one roof this is a, a great history and I always I cherish that, and I say, you know, uh, I so much I learned from her. And so much I reached uh, because of her blessing. The blessing of God comes from the blessing of the parents. And she is really was a special person and a unique person in well, every which I'm, way.
0: Well, I'm sure she's unbelievably proud of everything you've done. You mentioned 49 years, so next year will be your 50th year in Canada. Yeah. If you look back and spoke to that young man 50 years ago, would he ever have imagined the success that and, the, and just everything you've been able to accomplish over the years?
4: No, you don't think of that. That, uh, when you come in in there, I I came here a young man, that's true, I was a school teacher back home. I was a principal also for one year. I came here to continue my education to become a CA uh, accountant. And I had a family in, in Winnipeg. I had two sisters, one brother. Um, when I came here it 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 was a cold it was October the 6th
0: a bit of a shock to the system (laughs) I imagine
4: (laughs) we had snow in Uh, there but not cold Lebanon had a snow okay but not cold like like it was so uh, it was a shock then I started uh, my brother was working for peerless garment at the time as Mm -hmm. a professor so he says you know there's a job Uh, maybe I can fit you there and uh, uh, so I went there and I, I uh, worked at Peel's Garment, a uh, bundle boy, they, you know, the, and with- Bottom the, of the totem pole? Bottom of the bo- bottom of the barrel. And then within, I think, uh, three months or so, I was moved to the shipping room. The shipper left for a holiday for a month and I moved to the shipping room. And I guess with luck, I guess, with the dedication, with the hard work in there, the owner saw something in me And with my luck, at that time, the the shipping there, the volume went up uh, tremendously that month, like almost doubled the shipping in there. So he saw something in me, so he used to come to me all the time and every week, every two weeks, you know, I gave you 10 cents raise, you know, i am giving you 10 cents raise by the end of the year. I'm almost earning from 135 I started to almost 275 or uh, three dollars.
0: 275 an
4: hour. an hour. Yeah, jeez. And I said, well, I'm going to be rich soon within <laughs> one year." So my my thought uh, <laughs> at the time just to work for one year, yeah. get, earn some money, and then go back to university and finish my degree of uh, an accounting. Yeah. During that, uh, and I told I told the owner, the principal Meyer Clapman was his name, was a fine man passed away in 1986. So uh, I I told him, I said, I'm going to go back to university. He said, look, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back teaching or what are you going to get? Whatever you're going to get and whatever you're going to make, I'm going to give you that and... Much more than that. You must have been used to, st- to
0: stay with me. You were probably valuable to him at the time. At that obviously, time yeah.
4: And so we opened a new company, or his son-in-law opened a new company called Landry Leathers in 167, Banatine. So we started the company from zero, yeah. from fresh. I worked there till 1978. I took the company from zero sales to eight million dollars in a in 1978 i went back to peerless the company was sold and i went back to peerless to 515 notre dame and i'm still there
0: and president from from shipping boy to president and ceo hey yes that's a pretty yeah. incredible story uh, yeah, for anyone.
4: significant it's awesome and i'm very proud of that as uh, you should be and and, and you know the, again i think everybody who works hard and uh, God will bless every step you make in life in
0: there. Well said. Well, you've supported a wide array of charities and different organizations and stuff, but I noticed a, a pattern of helping children and helping youth. Why, why was that an important part of your work?
4: Well, the future in every country, in every nation, is the children and the youth to be the leaders of this, in this world and there. The reason I did that is that I come from a background, educational background, that's number <laughs> one. Number two, I was raised by a mother and six of, seven of us, like six, six plus a, me, six seven other of us. Siblings? My father passed away when I was one year oh old. Oh my gosh. And my mother looked after us and raised seven children. She's a superhero. And she was doing just super- work w- harvesting. Wow. T- in order to, to feed us. What a woman. She, she was a, a legend. Yeah may uh, may allah bless her soul uh, may god bless her soul so um and i i always thought the children is very important in my life because i always looked up at the christmas time we have the aid called at christmas time you look for somebody to give you a, a a buck or half a buck or something like that and that was not available to me too much mm-hmm. th- to be honest with you and I said, I made up a promise, I said, if I ever grow up and I get money in there, I'm gonna give the children. And I did that, yeah. and I do that. And I'm proud of what I do. I also, at the time, I, when the children is there, I have a, you know, some money with me, $5 and $10. Yeah. The people who I think they, 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 their, their parents is working, they get only five dollars. Okay,
0: yeah. And the people <laughs> working, they
4: get ten dollars. But even
0: so, when you're little and you get five, I remember getting five bucks, and that was like the most money in oh, the world. Oh, five dollars you know? is big money when you're young. There, candy, candy, and games, yeah, and all the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. So tonight's obviously the 2018 tribute gala at the Manitoba Museum. But you were also awarded another fairly substantial and fairly important uh, award recently, the Order of Canada. What did that? What was that like when you heard that you were awarded the Order of Canada? And how does it make you feel?
4: Uh, well, uh, Order of Canada, as you know, is the highest you can reach and how you can receive in Canada, and I'm very proud of this. And I, I would say to the country uh, we live in, I lived more than two-thirds of my life in this country.
0: You became uh, a citizen in, in 75, was it? 1975.
4: I, okay, I came '69. I have a citizen.
0: Cool. This is
4: a country re- recognizes people and the effort they put in in this life. I received the Order of Canada. I received the Order of Manitoba. I received many awards in there from the um, uh, International Red Cross, variety of mm-hmm. children. Uh, so I, we we do a lot of that, but the, this is stands out as is, is an amazing. The, the Order of Canada mm-hmm. and the Order of Manitoba is an amazing awards in there. And I'm not only honored, I, I feel like 10 feet tall, like for I'm wearing sure. the uniform, I feel fancy at all when I think about that. Uh, and I um, I wish my kids will follow the same step and receive one day the Order of Canada, Well, Order you're, of you're setting a good example uh, for sure. So, uh, I, mean, I hope so, I hope so. Kids I and will, grandkids? Yeah, I hope they do that. Well, what
0: is it What does it mean as someone who came to this country and became a citizen in seventy five and now you're literally the highest honor you can get. It's it's a really interesting and a very unbelievable like a incredible success story for someone who's who came to Canada and is just making the country a better place. How do, how do you feel as I, an immigrant?
4: I, I, I feel great. I, I I relate all of that to, to a few things. One of them earlier I said I relate that to my belief and in, in my religion Islam. Mm-hmm. Helping people, that's what that's a strong belief there, what got me where I am today in there. The blessing from my mom, my late mom. Mm-hmm. All of that and the dedication you put in there and the sincerity you when you give. You give because not because you wanna people say you gave. Right. No. You give because you wanna God, you receive from God the reward from God. Mm-hmm. And I think I received the reward of God by getting where I am, mm-hmm. receiving all those awards right. and recognition in Canada.
0: It's kind of like karma in a way, right? You, <laughs> if you give, you get. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, no yeah.
4: there's no doubt. There's no doubt. It goes without a say. And, and, and that's like I said, there's a say in Islam, it means your wealth or your money will never be decreased if you give charity. Never. His always will come back again and ten folds and up.
0: Brilliant. We are speaking with Mr. Albert Altassi about his life and career, and when we return, we're going to talk about his connection to the uh, Royal Winnipeg Rifles, to different foundations and charities he supported, his family, and just what kind of what the future holds. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Before we get to the second half of our conversation, here's Freddie Martin fe- featuring Clyde Rogers with tonight we love right here on RC360. <laughs> That's River City 360, Nolan Bicknell and Robert Zirk here with you today. We are live. It is, what time is it? 12.35 p.m. on this beautiful, th- well, not quite beautiful. It's a little a bit little cloudy. A little cloudy, but that's fine. We are talking with uh, Mr. Albert El Tassi. He and his wife are being honored tonight at the Manitoba Museum Tribute Gala. And we've been kind of just talking about uh, his history here in Winnipeg since moving here in 1969. So, Albert, let's talk a little bit about the Royal Winnipeg Rifles. You were recently named the honorary lieutenant colonel for the rifles. What uh, what did that distinction mean for you?
4: Well, I always loved the uniform, mm-hmm. uh, but I never went into uniform. When I came here, I worked and I worked and I worked and I uh, did not, I, I, I didn't go to be in the uniform. but. To have uh, been in the in uh, Winnipeg rival and on the Senate also, it's a great honor for Mm -hmm. me to have to wear the uniform is a great great honor. You feel like ten feet tall when you wear uniform. For sure. And you know there's two kinds, One of them the combat. One of them is the Mm -hmm. dress. And they both equal the same thing. It's a beautiful thing uh why how i feel about it i like i i I am honored to uh i wish i can serve the country in a better more different ways in there i do i i I did start something for the soldiers way before i i i was uh, uh, named as a lieutenant colonel um, back in the um what 15 years ago or so i started uh, with uh, general hellier he was the the head of the army. We started. Uh, we lost six soldiers in Canada at that time, that wow. day. And I was in Ottawa. And the speaker was a general friend of mine. At that evening, we were um, CTIA Canadian Textile Industry and DND. It was a dinner, and I was affected by that. And everybody was affected. For so sure. I talked to the general. I said that, uh, "What do you think? You know, those six people who lost their life." We do something tonight, and we give ten thousand to each family. Wow! And he says, "You know what, Albert? I I, I think this is beyond my my, uh, my. I can't do it in there. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do something. I'll talk to General Hellier. He's the head of the army at the time. The C C D S called I guess." Okay. Uh, so he called me, uh, you know, when I came back to Winnipeg a couple of days later, and he says, "I heard you wanted to, you know, give sixty thousand dollars to the." And I says, "Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I do." He says, "Why don't we start a, a foundation?" And it, he did. He's an amazing guy, by the cool. way, General. Hunter. He's an amazing guy, and uh, he continues to to work and uh, on the behalf of the army and help wherever he can. Mm-hmm and uh, so uh we started that so anyways after that uh, we were invited my wife and i to ottawa for a dinner uh first dinner about the uh the foundation to do okay, the yeah. foundation what's the foundation found, called um the military f- uh fund uh found, fund foundation i don't know exactly oh, for families that. yeah okay for cool. families yeah, awesome. yeah and it's in winnipeg here too okay nice and it's all across canada too nice so anyways, the second day, the second year we were, he came here to be the speaker and he was inv- I invited him to the house oh, nice. to, for a brunch in there. And so he came into the house along with 75 other soldiers in there. Wow, It was, was a surprising thing. Yeah, I didn't no. know it was going to be oh, that wow. big. Yeah. No kidding. It was good. It was a history actually. So anyways, uh, at that time when he came in, he spoke and I spoke and we raised the 60,000, my son. Mohammed Al-Tassi raised the, the amount to $100,000 nice. and says, you know, uh, I will give to make it $100,000 for the funding. Such a good cause. So it's a great cause, yeah. a great cause. Today it has millions of dollars, by the way, in there, and it's helping a lot of families and a lot of people who are in need.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
4: before I became this, and way, way before that, before I you know, was able to wear the uniform, I was always passionate about the army, and mm-hmm. especially like even 20 years ago, when uh, when they had uh, they want to remove the, um, the from the land the, the explosives
0: from oh, the oh land? yeah uh, um, landmine landmine right
4: yeah I was part of that oh yes I, that's you know, a huge I donated yeah. to that there, and cool. and uh, if we save in Islam if you save one life you s- like you're saving the entire humanity. And if you destroy one life, you're destroying the entire humanity. Hmm. So uh, this philosophy in every religion, but I take it to heart.
0: Yeah, that's a very you good know? lesson. Yeah. You, talk, you mentioned your son a little bit. Um, how important is family to you, to, oh. to your legacy? Family is
4: everything you have in life. What what you have, you have family. You have peace. You have family. You have love. You have family. You have uh, a unity. Uh, family is very important for mm-hmm. me. And because of that, I uh, I can tell you, I have all my family is living on one street. Oh really? That's up, so beautiful. They're living with me on the same street, few cool. few houses apart. Nice. But we all live on the same that's street. That's what. That's magical. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, have eighteen grandchildren
0: Oh congratulations. And so I, I
4: get to see all of them oh anytime I want every day. So much love, yeah that's yeah,
0: beautiful. Yeah. so if you had to boil it down, you you have a lot of sort of areas that you're passionate about what do you, What would you want your legacy to be if you if you could boil I, it down I, to a sentence I, I,
4: There's a lot of things I wanted to be you know remembered for in my legacy, but the most important thing to me is education Mm -hmm. and the school. Like we started, I started a school in 1996. Today we have 200, like I said, 240 children. Uh, We have a a fantastic school and we're very proud of what we accomplished um well because
0: it's the ripple effects right if you if you yeah. can touch if you can really help and, and grow a child they are going to make the world a better place times That's,
4: 240 right like the, what I said it'll be the leaders they'll be uh, uh, educated and we are very proud to say we had uh, very um, a very great 23 24 years in that school and they're problems free and uh, drug free and alcohol free and it's a nice uh, Bullying-free, I would say, in there. Good. There's a lot of bullying going around. Yeah. We have a bit of that, of course, everybody has, but, but we are very proud to say we have a very, very nice, very good school. So I want to be, remember a legacy to be education, school, and a charity will continue on after my life to my family to follow the same. Footsteps and to continue the charity. Whatever I was giving, I would give. We give to a different for organization, sure. as you know. Yep. Hospitals, schools, universities, yeah. uh, all kinds in there. There's no uh, no discrimination against <laughs> any uh, people. People need help, so help <laughs> them out, right? We're there Absolutely.
0: for it. Well, thank you very much for talking to me today. I really appreciate your time. Have fun at the uh, at the gala event tonight. Uh, it's going to be a very um, Wonderful evening, I imagine, and very well-deserved award as well. So thank you so much for talking to us today. You're very
4: welcome, and thank you for the invite in there. Again, like you said, we're very proud to receive and to be recognized in that evening And there.
0: Thank you very much, Albert Altassi. tassi Appreciate your time.
1: Thanks, Nolan, and thank you to Mr. Albert El-Tassi for speaking with us today. Joining us now in studio is our very own Sonny Primolo for a conversation with Yenny Trin. Yenny is going to tell us all about the Asian Heritage Society of Manitoba and their upcoming event at the Forks this weekend. The Asian Canadian Festival is taking place this Saturday, and uh, we're going to learn all about it right now. Sonny? <music> Hello and welcome back to River City 360.
5: I'm Sunny Pomolo and with me today is Yeni Trin, the Vice President of the Asian Heritage Society of Manitoba and a co-emcee of the Asian Canadian Festival at the Forks. Welcome to the show, Yeni.
6: Thank you, Sunny. Happy to be here.
5: For those who are unaware, uh, May is Asian Heritage Month. Happy Asian Heritage Month. Oh, thank you so much. Before we get into the details of the festival, uh, tell me what the Asian Heritage Society of Manitoba is and what are the goals of the society?
6: It's actually a nonprofit incorporated organization that has been responsible for hosting Asian Heritage Month activities in Manitoba since 2002. And the month has actually been designated as Asian Heritage Month. the Government of Canada in 2002, and proclaimed by the Government of Manitoba in 2017. And throughout the month of May, the Society organizes various events throughout Manitoba, Winnipeg, and recently, this year, we've been in Niverville, other years in um, Steinbach. We're trying to expand outside of Winnipeg, and um, one of our goals is really to... um, offers Canadians an opportunity to learn more about the history and culture of Asian Canadians and also to celebrate their contributions to the growth and prosperity of Manitoba and of Canada.
5: On May 1st, the Honourable Melanie Jolie, Minister of Canadian Heritage, launched the Government of Canada's 2018 Asian Heritage Month celebrations. Uh, Their campaign this year is Passing It Forward, Culture Through the Generations. Based on personal experience, as a second generation Canadian, there was a huge focus by my parents for me to be Canadian. So rather than speak their native language, they would speak English to me in the home. How can we ensure that we pass our traditions forward and yet learn to adapt to Canadian culture?
6: Uh, For us and for the society, uh, we try to have events that would include younger generations um, in English as well as in the native language. Uh, For example, for the Asian Canadian Festival at the Forks, we have dancers, performers, singers, singing in both English and uh, Filipino, Chinese, like for example, we have a Chinese choir that would actually sing in Chinese, and then we have a Filipino pop singer who would sing in English. um, Korean group that will sing in English and Korean and um at the festival, we have kids young as five years old coming out singing, kung fu dancing. We have performers as old as eighty years old doing tai chi, or as we call Chinese, if um, or not Chinese, Filipino Chinese line dancing. As I'm sure you've seen at the Forks or various events. Um, so we we try to incorporate both the old and the young to showcase um, their culture and heritage, and so and to see the young people performing, young performers watching old performers to know that you can continue to hold on to your language and and culture from to when you're like no longer able to perform. I guess that's the sort of our goals is to let um, the young and old know that it's not too young or too old to to keep your heritage and continue and passing it on forward.
5: Yeah, it sounds like tons of great performances, like multiple folklorama pavilions all at once. 2018 marks the 30th anniversary of the adoption of the Canadian Multiculturalism Act, as you mentioned, recognizing and promoting multiculturalism as a fundamental characteristic of Canada's heritage. As an organization that is basically founded on the beauty of multiculturalism, what can you share about the many cultures in the Asian community? Essentially what I'm trying to get at is, like like a lot of people, when they view Asians, many of them view them as Asians, one group mm-hmm. but there's so many cultures involved in the Asian community mm-hmm. and can you explain just how diverse, you mm-hmm. know, the different types of groups that you come across every day?
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we called it Asian um Heritage Month, but as you know and, and or not aware, Asia is a pretty big um landmass and have many, many groups of um people, cultures, heritage. Um so it's just not um one group. People think Asia, Chinese, uh Filipino, um Japanese but this group uh, this year we have a new group that join us from Syria oh. and uh, and as, as one volunteer mentioned it is a part of Asia um, so we have included um, her group and her organization in with Asian heritage and that's sort of the, our goal is to know and to learn every day we've been in in um, A group since 2002 and every day we learn more about different um, aspects of different countries, Asian countries, different um, ethnicity because again within each country like China there are hundreds of different um, let's say dialects and different minute details that would say oh you're not just China, you're many many different groups all together. Same with Japanese and Filipino I mean there are many many islands and with all different cultures and, and and um heritage so you can't just say oh here's the filipino and this is all we know of them it's like no we learn as a society and we try to pass it on as a society things that we learn continuously um, every day
5: absolutely the asian society of manitoba has a great event coming this saturday may 26th what else should people expect i know you mentioned a lot of the performance earlier but what else can people expect to see there
6: uh, well, it's um, at the Forks, under the canopy, so it's, it's very open to all viewers and audience. It's from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m., so you can come and go as you please. You can sit and watch a couple performances, go inside for a quick meal, come out, or bring your meal and sit and watch the performance at the same time. We have set um, one of our big festivals at the Forks because it's open. Um, It's under canopy, it's open to all, uh, open to all performers who wants to perform with us and also open to all audiences. We want to be inclusive, so anyone who wants to come to learn more, the groups are there to talk more about their specific performances or experiences, so it's just not to sit and watch. They're around if you want to come up and talk um, and to learn more. So uh, that's sort of our main goal for the festival at the Forks, is to be open uh, and, and to get people to come out and talk to us. It's a lot of fun.
5: Very cool. Uh, is there anything else you would like to share about the Asian Heritage Society before you go today?
6: Just that we are in our 16th um, anniversary and that we want to grow and, and, and do more and more every day. So please um, take a look at our website, Instagram, Facebook, Asian Heritage Manitoba. Come and volunteer with us or check out our events. and, and, and um, come out and, and cheer or um, <laughs> just to pass on the message to say we're around. Um, on our website, we have a list of activities because there's still more. We have been going through a few events already. So right after the Festival of the Forks, um, there's also, a, we have a closing ceremony at the Canadian um Museum of Human Rights that's Mm. also open to everyone uh, to come and, and check us out and we welcome everybody to come to talk to us email, phone, whatever and to learn more about us and as well as our activities
5: Again, your website is?
6: AsianHeritageManitoba.com
5: Canada prides itself as a cultural mosaic where everyone comes together to create the bigger picture, a stronger Canada where diversity is our strength. Thank you Yeni for coming to uh, share with us today and to all our listeners, be sure to check out the Asian Canadian Festival happening at the Forks this Saturday. You won't want to
0: miss it. Thanks, Sonny. As they mentioned, if you'd like more information about the Asian Heritage Society or the event that's coming up this Saturday, visit www.asianheritagemanitoba.com. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert, still coming at ya. This Thursday, what time is it? 1251. I've got to get used to that. saying the, uh, the live time. The time I'm not yeah. very good at that, but uh, I'll get better, I promise. So, uh, yesterday actually, I was in attendance at the St. Amant's Red River or sorry, Ro- River Road Place for the official opening of the brand new $1.4 million renovation to their living unit there. St. Amant supports hundreds of people with autism programs, clinical services, independent living programs, and foster care services as well in this new living unit is absolutely beautiful um, and it's really going to be great for the residents of Saint-Amant. During the official opening event, I spoke with Josie Lucidi. She's the sister to one of the residents at Saint-Amant and uh, they've been assisting Josie's sister, Kathy for nearly 30 years. Uh, Their newly renovated residence is a wonderful thing for for Kathy and for Josie and for their entire family. Josie spoke to me about her sister's story and just told me a little bit about when she started uh, staying at Saint-Amant.
7: My sister Kathy's is 54 years old, and she stayed at home uh, with my family for the first 25 years. But then my parents were aging. She needed more intense care and a big decision um, to move Kathy to the Saint-Amont. And she's been here ever since. And uh, uh, a little earlier I was saying a few words as part of the official program. Together, between the staff and, our, and my family, uh, we work as a team.
0: I asked Josie what the new $1.4 million renovation was going to mean for her sister's future at uh, St. Amant's River Road Place.
7: I would say it's a wonderful situation. Uh, meaning just like any facility even our own homes after a while they need a little bit of renovation and upgrades but in particular what they've done here in Three West is absolutely wonderful it's warm it's beautiful but also conducive for the staff it makes the staffs work a little easier because of some of the equipment. And, and then enjoyable for families like myself because my brother and I, we come on a regular basis to visit Kathy. We come every week. And so now Kathy has a private room, it's spacious, it's comfortable. And so it's an ideal situation.
0: St. Amant is obviously an incredible help to Josie and to her family, but I asked just what it meant to have an organization like St. Amant here in Winnipeg.
7: I will say it. It has been a godsend. It has been... um, because in my estimation, by observing, um, etc, I really believe that the Saint. Amant is really one of its kind. I understand uh, there's uh, individuals that have come from the Maritimes to live here. I've heard there's individuals from the USA who have come to the Saint.-Amont to live here because it's just an exceptional facility.
0: I was also able to speak with Juliette Muka. She's the director of the St. Amant Foundation. And I asked what the renovation is going to mean for all of the residents at St. Amant. Well, with obviously
8: the large funding uh, received by the Winnipeg Foundation, we're able to officially open the 3 West Living Unit at St. Amant River Road Place. What this means is that we have over 100 people that we support who have complex care needs here at St. Amant. And they're able now to be able to have uh, dignified, respectful, and a customized space where they can actually welcome their families and friends uh, so they can welcome them in their homes, in, in their bedrooms, they can welcome them in, in their kitchen, have their own home-cooked meal if they wish, and then they can actually enjoy the living room where they can just chill out, have some recreational activities, or just cheer on our jets by watching the TV.
0: I asked Juliette about the specific changes that residents will notice thanks to this new renovation
8: obviously it's it's how we can tangible things to be able to increase the quality of life so being able to have some of them happier are able to have some personalized rooms as well those customizations where family can actually customize a room to make it their home Uh, to be able like I said to be able to have a beautiful kitchen so to have that sense of community within those who are living here at through in three west and amongst their families and amongst the staff as well so being able to provide that choice is a huge part of being able to increase the quality of life
0: And I asked Juliet uh, about what the best part of this renovation is Mm going to be.
8: Well, obviously, you see with the attendance and just by hearing one of the family members, Josie, explain what it means to her family to see her sister in a more respectful place, uh, being able to sense that joy and being able to share that as a family. Those are the stories that are going to be remembered and to be celebrated as well.
0: So many great stories and celebrations and positive outcomes for this wonderful renovation and the new living unit is a beautiful space. We were there yesterday, obviously. And uh, so congratulations to St. Amant and thank you for allowing us to participate in the Opening of the new living unit at River Road Place. If you'd like more information about St. Amant, you can visit stamant.ca. That's S T A M A N T.ca. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you so much for tuning in and
1: a huge thank you to all of our guests for talking to us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes or subscribe to our podcast you can do that online. Our address is rivercity360.org Again that's rivercity360.org
0: River City 360. Views and news from around Winnipeg is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM.
1: And if there's any feedback you'd like to give us about our second ever live show, uh, please give us a call. We would love to hear from you on our listener line. It's open 24-7. Leave us a message. Phone number is 204-944-9474 extension 360.
0: If you want to find us on Twitter and or Facebook, you can do that as well by searching at RiverCity360 on Twitter and RiverCity360 on Facebook as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing
1: off for River City 360 And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening and have a great day and a great weekend.